This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So we're going to talk about the Monday Night Football games a little later. We're going to start off with the Sunday Night Football game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. It was a shutout. Zero. Seattle. Nilch. Zip. Whatever word, whatever synonym you want to use, it was a shutout. New Orleans dropped nine points and was able to get out of Tampa Bay with the win. What does that mean? That means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored zero. They scored zero. Zilch, nada, none, Seattle. That was bad. That was a really bad performance. I'm just wanting to sit there and say that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, they lost some players. They lost They lost Mike Evans to a hamstring injury during the game. Leonard Fournette. They lost Chris Godwin for the season as he tore his ACL. And I hope those guys come back better than ever. But I'm sorry. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a heavy favorite. A heavy favorite at home where they were supposed to clinch the NFC division title, something they haven't done in five years. Last time they did that, I was in college. And for another week, they still haven't done that because the New Orleans Defense came and laid the smack down. They laid the smack down. Cameron Jordan, Davenport, those guys on that defensive front just made life difficult for Tom Brady, for everyone's GOAT. They made it real difficult. Demario Davis, I could go on and on. These guys made things very difficult. Quan Alexander, Roby, Malcolm Jenkins. They just made things very difficult. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got to hold this out. Tom Brady, your GOAT, by the way, 26 of 48, 214 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick, a lost fumble, got sacked four times. He was pathetic. Now, I don't want to hear nothing about no MVP. He ain't winning no MVP at all. That's only up to two players right now. And that's Jonathan Taylor or Aaron Rodgers. And y'all saw what Aaron Rodgers did to that Baltimore defense. So I don't want to hear that. You saw what Jonathan Taylor, and we'll talk about him a little bit later as we talk about the Colts versus the Patriots. So Tom Brady still had Ronald Jones. He still had Rob Gronkowski. He still had Cameron Bray. Still had O.J. Howard, and you can't get the ball in the end zone? Your defense plays phenomenal. You can't get 
a couple of field goal tries. Yes, you had one that missed. But you can't consistently get the ball past the 50? Tom Brady. It's real simple how you beat Tom Brady. Everyone knows the blueprint. Four-man rush, drop seven. Make sure that his early outlets, i.e. his running backs or his tight ends, go into the flat, make the tackles, and you can make his day very, very difficult. Now, they get Antonio Brown back, and they got the easiest schedule coming up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got to play the Carolina Panthers. That's a dub. They play my Jets. You already know that's a dub. And they play the Carolina Panthers again. So that's a dub. So they're going to go 3-0. Tom Brady's probably going to you know, have his six touchdowns, zero picks. He's going to look good. And then the MVP talk is going to come up again, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All them writers, y'all need to just disqualify Tom Brady from the MVP conversation because he was horrendous. Not only in this game, but particularly with the turnovers because he don't really turn the ball over like that. And he's turning the ball over at a high long rate. Now, as for that Bucks defense, they played well this game, but they haven't played up to the standard that people wanted to give them, especially during that Super Bowl run. Barrett hasn't played well. JPP hasn't played well. Their, their back end has been just decimated with injuries. And then Levante David got hurt with a toe injury. So we'll see what this Bucks team is made of moving forward. But at the end of the day, you getting shut out against a team that you're supposed to beat and annihilate, that's a problem. That's a big problem, especially with the other injuries that are piling up on your team. But we'll see what happens in the postseason. Okay, so let's talk about the Monday night games and the Tuesday night games because we got some games today. The first, the Monday night game. There ain't really much to talk about. The first one, Cleveland, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders should have won this game handily. Cleveland is without many of its stars, many of its top players. Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, the list goes on and on and on. Kareem Hunt. And yet, they were still in the game in the fourth quarter, had a lead in the fourth quarter. But Derek Carr drove that car, got a field goal at the end, and now they're still in the hunt for the last playoff spot because obviously they can't win the division because Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert got that division on chokehold. Cleveland, now they were supposed to be at the top of the AFC North with an 8-6 and six record, but now they dropped to the 12th spot for the playoffs, so it's going to be a tough, tough climb for them. Still think Miles Garrett has had a tremendous season. Still think Miles Garrett right now is still the DPOY right now. But obviously couldn't get the job done against the Raiders. So we'll see what happens moving forward. The other Monday night game that we had was the Minnesota Vikings heading to Soldier Field playing the Chicago Bears. Let's just call it what it is. It's the game with the two guys that's going to get fired. Mike Zimmer is going to get fired at the end of this season. Matt Nagy has already been fired, but it hasn't been publicly known. Let's just call it what it is. Matt Nagy, you're fired by the end of this year. And Mike Zimmer, you're fired. Let's just, let's just get that out there. Now, the big storyline is Chicago Bears can't, you know, can't stay composed in the game. Can't, you know, penalize themselves enough. They just have to get 
turn the ball over, getting roughing the passer penalties, unnecessary uh, roughing penalties. They were just out here looking for ways to lose the game. And the Vikings, they said, well, since y'all don't want to win it, we'll take it from you. They was able to run the ball. Kirk Cousins only had 87 yards passing, but it didn't matter because they got the dub. Justin Field, in the fourth quarter when the game was essentially out of hand, he looked all right. But before then, he was looking lethargic. The numbers looked good, 285 yards, a touchdown. You know, he ran the ball a little bit. But overall, just not a good day. Receivers were dropping passes. And overall, the Chicago Bears just need to reset. New coach, new direction. Let's talk about the Tuesday night games. We have two. The first one, Seahawks at Rams. Let's call it what it is. The Rams are going to put the latest smackdown on them. Rams are going to beat them bad. Matthew Stafford, that whole crew, they're just going to beat them. I have them winning at least two scores. Yes, it's a divisional game, but the Seattle Seahawks are just a broken team. Russell Wilson, he's going to take a one-two step out of Seattle and head to one of the teams that he likes, whether it's the Giants, the Saints. We don't know other teams that might be lurking. And then the other game, which I think more people will be intrigued about, is the Washington football team versus the Eagles in the link. So I got, I honestly have the Washington football team running this game. The reason why they can run the ball, they play good defense, and they don't really turn the ball over like that. Now, the Eagles, we all know who's going to play. Is it going to be Gardner Mitchell? Is it going to be Jalen Hurts? Regardless of the who, who's the quarterback, they've been inconsistent up and down. They started off really bad, and then they started really good. I'm not really a fan of Nick Seriani. We'll see what happens. I know they can run the ball, but I have the Washington football team. I just think they're a better complete team. But we'll see what happens tonight. Or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out. Now let's talk about some games that we've seen over the weekend. The first one, Colts Patriots. The Colts beat the brakes off of them. From start of the snap to the end of the snap. They beat the brakes off of them. The game was already won at, by halftime. The Colts were up 17-0. Mac Jones looked pathetic. His numbers looked good, but he was pathetic. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. He had two interceptions in the first half. Yeah, his numbers looked good. He had, you know, looks like he had 299 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had two picks one in the red zone, and it just seemed like he was never comfortable. And a big thing that I've seen with Mac Jones is that if the game is not going well, can he be the reason why they win? And obviously, when he played the Colts, he did not play well enough for them to win. And let's talk about Mac Jones. Man, his real name is Michael McCorkle. Jones. Ain't nobody scared of you? You ain't scaring nobody? Stop it. Yes, your season has been well. You know, you had 18 touchdowns, 10 picks, but let's just call it what it is. You're on the best team out of all the rookie quarterbacks by far. By far. You have the best defense of any, any, quarter, any rookie quarterback by far. You have the best coach in all of football. You have one of the best offensive coordinators in football by far. So, of course, you succeed. But 
You got a pop gunner for, for an arm, can barely throw it consistently. And when the rubber meets the road, you can tell that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, do not trust McCorkle Jones to get it done. But the Colts, I told you I was going to talk about this. Jonathan Taylor, to me, is my MVP this season. As long as he finished the last three games strong, he should wrap up that MVP. The last running back to win that, Adrian Peterson. Now, Jonathan Taylor, I'm going to tell you his stats against the Patriots, one of the best defenses in all of football. 29 carries, a buck 70, a touchdown. And that touchdown was a 67-yard run in the fourth quarter where they were trying to close out the game. Jonathan Taylor was sensational. He was so good that Carson Wentz only needed to complete five passes for 57 yards to win the game. That Colts defense, somebody that y'all need to make sure y'all give votes to for DPOI is Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in football, period, point blank. That man has been sensational. Ten tackles, a pick, a forced fumble, a pass deflection. All that man does is force havoc. He is the maniac for a reason, and that defense in its totality has been playing good football, and they annihilated the New England Patriots. Now, another game I want to talk about is another Saturday game, actually, the Chiefs-Chargers. Patrick Mahomes does it again. He's showing y'all that he's back. 410 yards, three touchdowns. Yes, he had one pick. He had the key run in that, or 32-yard scramble and run to get it down into scoring position and his guy Travis Kelsey who had one of the best games the tight end has ever had 10 receptions a buck 91 two touchdowns and a walk off Tyreek Hill 12 receptions a buck 48 and a touchdown they were just sensational the Chargers I felt like they were too aggressive and trying to get points as opposed to taking the points that were there going for it on fourth downs going for touchdowns as opposed to field goals, and it came to bite him in the end. Justin Herbert played well, two touchdowns, one pick, 203 yards. They was able to run it down the Chiefs' throat without Chris Jones being there. The, de the defense did not play well, especially in the second half. Joey Bosa did have a sack, but he was the only one. And it just looked like to me that the Chargers, once again, when they always have a you know, a command of the game wet the bed in the fourth quarter. And now the Chiefs, the road to the Super Bowl as of right now goes through a Harrowhead. Good luck trying to beat them in their home field. The last game I'll talk about is the Packers Ravens game. Aaron Rodgers, to me, if he wins MVP, I wouldn't be mad because that brother's a sense that brother's sensational. Only missed eight completions. Three touchdowns, no picks. Sensation. What is there to talk about? Yeah, you want to double Devontae Adams the whole game? That's fine. I'll give Valdez Scantling five receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. That defense, they played well in the first half, played atrocious in the second half. Because you know why they played atrocious? Because Huntley, the quarterback, the backup quarterback for Lamar Jackson, played sensational. 28 of 40, 215, two Oh, and I got to add 73 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the run. So two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Mark Andrews had a sensational game, 10 receptions, a buck 36, two touchdowns. So for me, everyone wants to talk about the end of the game. 
I don't mind going for for two, but I hate the play call. Why are you doing a sprint out with only one option, which is Mark Andrews? So if you don't hit him, you're not going to score. That's my only issue. I don't mind going for for two, but if when you're at home, typically you just kick the field goal, and if you're away, you go for two and and try to end the game. Like I said before, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in football, candidate for coach of the year. Even though I think I'll give it to Bill Belichick. This is a game that you was probably not going to win anyway. So I don't mind going for it at, at the end um, to try to end the game right then and there, even though there was still time on the clock and Aaron Rodgers could have scored. But the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, dun, 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 Superman, you better come back. I know your ankle hurting. Hopefully you can get right before the before the next game because y'all in six right now. Y'all been losing a couple of games. I had you as my MVP. Obviously, that's not going to happen because of the injuries. And also, you have not played well in the last month. Come back, win the division, and hopefully that win, that if you win the division, somebody got to come to the bank. And if they come to the bank, I don't care who it is, I like my chances with the Ravens as long as Lamar Jackson is healthy. So let's talk about the NBA, shall we? We got the Christmas Day games coming up this Saturday. We got about five games that we need to talk about. And I'm going to tell you who wins each of those games. The first being the Hawks at Knicks. The Hawks been playing well as of late. The Knicks has been decimated with injuries here and there. And I'm going to go with the Hawks. The villain returns to the scene of the crime. Mr. Trey Young returns back to Madison Square Garden where he annihilated the New York Knicks in a gentleman's sweep of five. Now, the New York Knicks to me are the best fan base in all of sports, whether it's basketball, football, MLB, NHL, WNBA, it doesn't matter. They're the best fan base in all of sports. And they'll be rocking and rolling but it won't be enough because the Hawks will win. They just got too much firepower, and you guys don't. Now, Bucks, Celtics. Man, the Bucks are about to beat the brakes off the Celtics. The Celtics have been up and down, up and down like this roller coaster, on and off like a flashlight. They just don't have no consistency. They can't find a mojo. You know, new coach, new system, new players coming in. You know, it just seems like. The Celtics are not where we thought they could be, especially given the immense talent of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I feel like those two guys kind of cancel each other out, but that's just my personal opinion. And they're going to go on Christmas Day to the defending champs and lose by at least 15. Just calling it right now. Now, to me, the biggest game of the day, with the game that everybody's going to be watching, and I'll be watching intensely. The Golden State Warriors heading to Phoenix to play the Phoenix Suns. And this one is going to be a nail by This one got the makings of a potential Western Conference Finals preview. Now, the first time they played, it came down to the wire. The first real time they played, because they played again a couple of days and they got, and I mean, it was a blowout. But I think the Warriors go in there and I think they take this L. The Phoenix Suns, they're a very efficient team. They don't turn the ball over. They play good defense. And with that rabid fan base, I think they get the dub on Christmas Day. 
Now let's talk about the game that most people would have been hyped for, but now we not hyped for it. Nets, Lakers, in Los Angeles. You should have had LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant, KD, and Kyrie Irving. Now we might get me, you, and the janitor versus the other janitor and my two friends because everybody being COVID protocol. And now you got guys coming off the street like Isaiah Thomas, shout out for him for getting a job back in the NBA because he should have never left the NBA to begin with. But you have guys coming off the street on 10-day contracts playing for these teams. Now, I think Kevin Durant will play. James Harden hasn't looked himself all season. But the Lakers are bad. They're really, really, really bad. I'm out on the Lakers being any type of championship contender. They got to show me something. They're right now hovering right around, you know, 500 basketball. They can't defend nobody. They turn the ball over way too much. And more importantly, they don't hit free throws. They just lost to the Bulls the other night. The Bulls were 80% from the field. The Lakers, 60% from the field. The Bulls turned the ball over 11 times. The Lakers turned the ball over 20 times. What do you expect to happen? So I got the Brooklyn Nets coming in there and beating them. Anthony Davis is not going to be there. They have no real big men that I'm scared of on the Lakers side unless LeBron's going to be willing to play the four. And more importantly, Kevin Durant is just that dude, man. He's the MVP right now. No disrespect to Steph Curry, but Kevin Durant is the MVP. Period, point blank. The man be working with a bunch of who's who's and what's what's and still out here getting his team afloat. Why have you ever heard Kevin Durant playing 45-plus minutes routinely? So, and in the last game, we got the Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. This is going to be a wipeout. I might not even watch this game. The Mavericks going to get the Breaks beat off of them. They're going to lose by 20, at least. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they're going to take care of business. Let's just call it what it is. Rudy Gobert is having a great season. But we're not talking about it because we saw what happened in the playoffs against the Clippers because they isolated him and made him look ineffective. But he's been dominant. And Donovan Mitchell's playing well. Michael Conley running that point. Hopefully he can continue to stay healthy. And at Utah Jazz, in that insane asylum in Utah, and against Utah, in that same asylum, I think they will prevail in this game. Let's just call it what it is. So that's my my picks. I got the Hawks winning. I got the Bucks winning. I got the Suns winning. I got the Nets winning. And I got the Utah Jazz winning. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments.